Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erinai. This week we talk to Anthony Lord Golick. We look at Sunday's game versus City and how the VAR somehow doesn't apply to us. And who won the Star Wars round? I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke and Morrow. How are you guys? Not bad, thanks. Good, good. Still not happy, but whatever. You're never happy. I know. I missed the second winning podcast in a row and then we lose when I'm back. <coughs> so. Oh, well. so it's your fault. It's my fault. All right, what's this one? It's not what you think it is. What is it? It's obviously Star Wars. Oh, I was going to say Star Wars. <laughs> no. It's about an empire who's in control and who's sort of losing grip of that control. The evil empire. Yes. By Emperor Lowy. Yes, that's it. With his henchman, Darth Gallop. Yep. Darth Gallop. <sighs> was it? I bet he has bad breath. Was that meant to be Darth Vader? No, that was meant to be David Gallup with bad breath. He would have bad breath. (laughs) Hanging around Frank Lowy all day. He just f***ing breathed on the mic. It was... (sighs) (laughs) I've got a cover over the mic to get my breath off it. That's the worst Darth Vader I've ever heard. What the f***? <laughs> right, that's enough of that. So, um, different stories coming out from FIFA and FFA about uh, what's what's going to happen next. Um, FIFA basically saying, look, we're going to set up a committee, we're going to choose who's on it, and we're going to, you know, sort shit out. And the FFA are saying, well, you know, we're going to find the committee and we're going to sort stuff out with the help of other people. Bit weird, isn't it? Hmm. A little bit weird. The the FFA are doing every single thing they can to hold on to their own power, which they need to let it go because it's already at the point where nobody really wants them in charge. None of the clubs do. None of the fans do. So even if they come to some sort of a resolution and the board remains, no one's going to be happy. But the rebel forces have got um, the Millennium Falcon heading towards the centre of the Death Star and they're going to drop bombs in there and blow the whole shebang up. And so, you know, led by Greg Griffin, I think. And, and, uh, is he our Luke? He's sort of... Well, maybe, he's a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah, he is that. He's, but, not, he's, um, uh, he's, so he's not, a bit of a more of a Han Solo. Than he's, yeah, he's not very calculated like Luke Skywalker. He's a bit more off the cuff. I think. But someone does need to blow this Death Star, this death star up because <laughs> I tell you what, it's <laughs> it's rotating out of control and <laughs> it really is time that uh, it was blown to smithereens. Mm. Well, I think <clears throat> I like all the Star Wars jokes, I do. Uh, but I think there is a good point to it though because what what was the point of the Star Wars round on the weekend? I don't know. Did they receive money for it? What I, I did don't it know. bring? All it seemed to do for me was <clears throat> give some promotion to a movie that's coming up. 
And some lols. Well, maybe it got the word out because uh, Star Wars had a lot, has a lot of social media following, so maybe a few extra people no got... No one. It didn't add anything at all to the A-League. But mostly, wasn't it about FFA constructing some deflector shields around their Death Star? <laughs> so we have to take down Echo Base on Hoth, is exactly, what you're saying. Exactly. So but that's for the other people. That's the Empire yeah. attacking the rebels, though. You're getting... I'm confusing you're mixing up the your story. story. Yeah. No. Well, one story well, If you're talking about Endor... Oh, Jesus. In uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Stop nerding out so Stop hard. Stop it now. James is enjoying this podcast. <laughs> Shout out to James. <laughs> One thing we do know is that those knobs have had their day and it's time that, that we moved on from them, Star Wars, a lot. This was just like a, this was like a feeble attempt to deflect, dare I use the word again, deflect attention away from their utter shitness. I don't swear lightly either. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it, it hasn't really succeeded. The it's the the phraseology of uh, sending us back to the dark days. Um, well, anybody whose bridge hadn't been burned prior to that was certainly in cinders after that comment and any other comments that were made at that press conference that completely alienated every aspect I, of the game. You had to game. use that word, didn't you? What? Alienated. Oh, I didn't even do, do you it know consciously. What? It's like the old football was like the... No, I'm not going to use that analogy. Like the original trilogy. And at the moment, the current A-League is like episode one. It's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is in charge. Well, it is in dire shape. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, there's not many strongholds left um, for the Rebels. Mm. So, Well, even, even just if you look at the Derby crowd on the weekend, I mean, if you had have said 10 years ago to get 35,000 people to a game... I think everyone would have been pretty happy with that, but from what we've seen since the Wanderers have been in, we've seen way bigger crowds than that. Well, and even Victory, Victory. What about Sydney. the viewership numbers, though? Oh, that's abysmal. Fifty-five thousand. That's horrific. That's horrific. I mean, even there's nothing wrong with women's sport. Don't get me wrong, but even the women's Big Bash got, I think, three or four times that much. I think I saw someone uh, might have been Lynchy put up that more people attended one NBL game than I think it was two or three. Yeah, games. that was the stat that I also saw yesterday as well. I mean, where... What, what do they need to do? Advertising? Well, something. Because have they done anything other than the Star Wars round, which has been a pretty pitiful effort, really? And was did did any Star Wars major social media accounts tweet out anything about the A-League or post anything about the A-League? Because if they did, I missed it. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. And I mean, they they... They need to bring the focus back because all they've done is squabble for the last 12 months over over the reforms and over the model of the game that the league's been completely forgotten about. Yeah, don't tell us how to run the game. We're going to sit in our lead box and uh, not take questions and not give answers and do it our way. And if you don't like that, then get away from us because we're maintaining control. The current trajectory is saying that the A-League will fail. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. And if it does fail, then I I think football in this in this country is on for a hard track. I can't see it coming back. Well, you can't burn another set of fans. A league fans yeah. have a right to exist, no matter what some uh, old soccer fans might uh, say about the current um, cartel competition, as some of them know it. Um, the bottom line, though, is that all of those fans need to be somehow brought into the fold, new and old, together, without alienating any more fans. 
and uh, someone has that tough job and apparently the powers that be are not up to this because really I'm, I'm looking back and I'm struggling to figure out where they made any intelligent decision about any of the things that are going on around the game such as the need for expansion, um, the way that referees uh, or refereeing has been turned into an absolute debacle this season. Ticket prices for the cup. Ticket prices, lack of advertising. Um, it, it's just been nothing. There's, there's nothing to criticise them about because they haven't done anything. Well, I think uh, an adult GA for the Big Bash was $20. And I think adult GA for... There was a game on the weekend, I can't think of it, but for Perth the other week was 38 That's ridiculous. It is. It's insane. And how could you not see the writing on the wall with the <coughs> diminishing numbers? I don't, I don't get how they don't see this. It's as if they just got us all in a sort of a holding pattern. We're in a weird spot. That's what we are. Yeah. Which is it's weird because we're 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 in a pretty good spot as a club. I mean, we're not bleeding money as much. We still probably are to some degree. Uh, I mean, our memberships are nearly seven thousand. I think I should have yeah. asked Dan that before. There'll be a little segment with Dan a bit later, and I forgot to ask him that question. Um, I asked him six nine something six nine twenty something. So That's come yeah. on, we need good. another seventy something people to sign up so we can bust through seven thousand. I remember I we, we used to um, struggle to reach five. Yeah, mm. yeah, and absolutely. I mean, so like we're in such good position as a club. I mean, if you feel like if the league would get a kick up the backside, we'd be in an even better position. But everybody's sort of held ransom to the, to the league at the moment, which I is think why it's frustrating. The clubs do their best at advertising. Well, I'm not shooting at the club because they do a really good job at advertising themselves whenever they can and wherever they can. It's just the league in general <coughs> is suffering. It's I don't know, not getting in any new fans or any fans of different sports. I don't, it's just not working. Could you do a deal with, I don't know, another franchise and try and link up the two tickets, um, season tickets? I don't know. So try and get some crossover fans that way. Just any idea. I really well, do. Nothing coming I really up. do think it's just too expensive for the average Joe to go to a game. Yep, and well, I know, yep. I know, I know. It used to be a lot, a lot cheaper. Yeah, and I know the FFA don't control the ticket prices outright, but they would have some sort of an input, and as do the clubs and as do the stadiums. So it needs to be a collective effort. But when you've got everything that's happening, clubs and the FFA aren't a collective at all. Clubs and stadiums struggle to be a collective because no club owns their own stadium. So that's where everybody's in their in their sort of own backyard, throwing stuff over the fence, hoping that something's going to stick when nothing's really, nothing's sticking at all, nothing seems to be working. When you take into account how much food and drink costs as well, like if you take a family of four out, you're in for a really expensive couple of hours. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, value for money, I'd, cricket has it. Well, the Big Bash has it anyway. Was it a four-hour game, something like that? And if tickets, not longer. It tickets half that price? Maybe when you've got enough rusted-on fans, this can work. But uh, even when you True. have a fair few rusted-on fans, then... Uh, well, that's the difference with cricket, you know, that it's, what, centuries old now, so... I guess so, but it's clearly when you put in an effort to actually advertise a game or promote the game in, in various ways like the Mariners did with that family um, day, then it does work. We uh, were one of the highest crowds that week and it, it's no accident. It was a fact that that campaign worked quite well. So 
why isn't there anything uh, over the whole league in any way? We're not maximising the fact that this year we have a, an actual commercial television partner involved. We've uh, added to our list of um, cruddy decisions to play lots more games at 7 o'clock on a Sunday, a time slot proven by other codes to not work. I'd like to see how we'd go on a prime uh, free-to-air t- um, channel, not the secondary one HD. We won't see, be. I don't buy that. You don't buy. I, I, I don't, I I don't like, buy I'd it. like to see it. Yeah. I don't know if it, I would what as well. Differences but there would be. I mean, the Matildas game was on the second ABC channel the other week, and they got about four hundred thousand. Yeah. So that shows that there's the interest, and if people want to watch In a women's the game, national team. Yeah. And if they want to watch the game, they will watch it. And I know, you know, like I know a national team was a little bit different, but there's a huge gap between 400,000 and then 55,000 that watch the derby in a city of 5 million. And then when you factor in everybody else around the country that should be interested in that game. I mean, if they want to watch it, they will find it. Yeah, well, we're just shaking our heads here. Yeah. Speechless, basically really. Speechless. There's, there's nothing to <laughs> positive to talk about about any part that they, that the organisation has done this year to make the league a success, and consequently, Apart it's from not really. Ground. It's not really a success at all at this point in time. So, yeah, and we're fueling other people's fires. Um, I think we can only hope that um, there's a bit of an, you know, a, a link to the crappiness of the regime and hopefully at the end of this process with FIFA coming here, the regime is no longer and uh, we find ourselves with a set of uh, management that, that can actually do things without accumulating massive bills for consultants to come up with ideas that should have been thought of by the high-paid salary um, suits. So... Right, Fred's question. There is no denying that the Vought-Tommy partnership is working for us and it was obvious that something was missing in the game against City. What do you think we could put together with either to fill the void if either one uh, out for an extended period? I think that we that Liam is a good solution and I think this he would see this as a great opportunity for him to really press his claims to how much he can improve himself in that role. I, I think he found it difficult in the first half um, as we as a team found it difficult but um, I thought he started playing quite well in the second half. Totally agree. I think a lot of our players have actually done that um, with their debuts, say with roles and with getting it right back. You know, they, they haven't really shone in the first game or first half of a game, and then they've come in after that and played well once the confidence is up. But we did miss the ball speed, no doubt about that. Yes. We didn't distribute the ball as quickly as we have, mm-hmm. and that hurt us a bit. It just made it harder for us to really have an impact. But, but, but that'll come with match it. playing. That'll come with playing. Yeah, we improved it in the second half, and just when I thought we were, you know, heading in a good direction, then they scored. I mean, he showed flashes on the weekend of how much quality he has I mean there was a couple of periods there where he did some turns out of the midfield where I thought he was on the pitch yeah like that's mm. how good they were but then he showed some spots where it's obvious that he hasn't played for a while and the concern is which is I think we asked Paolo this when we spoke to him before the season started if if you sign these two experienced guys they're obviously going to walk straight into the team so what do you do with the young Aussie kid that you know has played a lot in the last 18 months and now all of a sudden he's not. So that's where he's going to have to hopefully stay and fight for his spot. Um, you know, there was there was the rumour floating around that uh, he wanted out 
but we know someone that spoke to him and he has no idea where they actually come from. So I think he's going to definitely stay for the time being and try and fight for his spot. Well, there's a big opportunity if he can successfully, you know, p- um, put himself into that position. And his versatility has seen him get game time in the central defence, granted. But um, getting game time is really important for him to establish at least a bit of momentum. So he's had a little bit of that. If he, who knows, um, I, I wouldn't say that I hope we don't have Tom this weekend because I hope we do have Tom. But each time one of those guys is injured, he has really got to grab that opportunity with both hands. And I think he can do it. Um, he didn't do enough for me on the weekend to, you know, say that uh, he's ready to take one of their spots yet, but um, I think he can do it. And that's the we'll concern. We see a lot of potential there. Yeah. yeah, and that's the concern, though. I mean, if is right this weekend, he'll probably come straight back into the side and then Rosie's back down onto the bench. What does that do in his head? What does that do for his confidence? Is it is it, well, I didn't do well enough last weekend, I've got to keep on fighting for my spot, or I thought I did well enough? Why aren't I out on the pitch? So this is where a lack of games for our clubs <coughs> come in. You know, you're not resting players in the midweek games or anything like that. So it's a bit odd. It is a matter of professionalism, though, and he, he he's a young player with great potential, and he knows that, and he'd be getting that in the year from various people, including Paolo. But he isn't. He hasn't reached that potential yet. So he still has to work hard and he has to accept that during that process then he won't be the first choice in a team where there are experienced players in his role. So he has to sort of, you know, nut out how he can maximise his opportunities. It's a bit like Trent. Trent has to do the same thing. Mm. He, he gets played in unnatural positions for him and so forth, but he has to try and make sure he capitalises as much as possible. He's still a young player because, you know, which other A-League uh, club... Is Liam going to leave uh, here for and walk straight into their... Um, uh, Phoenix. Is that really a good move for him? No, that's the question you're asking. Yeah, I suppose that's a fair answer. Um, but there really isn't a lot of options for him. So it's the same um, young players. They've just got to work hard until they can make their own break. So I hoped he would really, you know, do something with it this time. And I thought he showed glimpses of what he can do, but um, still needs a bit more... Well, I'm hoping for eventual national team call-up. Yeah, well, I'd why, be, why not? I'd be so I mean, proud. Is he, <laughs> is, is, he he pot- is he potentially, um, you know, Millietanak or um, potentially, Mark yeah. Milligan? Or give him another four years, he why might not? be there. Why not? He's still just a kid. How yeah. old is he? 20. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't stalk them <laughs> like you do. I don't stalk them enough to know exactly how old he is. You don't stalk is, them like, that he's like Come on, Aaron, you know what every young. one of those guys had for bloody breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Wheat picks would be a good idea, though. Right. Eat wheat picks. Um, now, we were shooting down uh, the FFA before. The other people that run our competition, Foxtel, for some reason, doing a Spanish round. Can you figure out why? All I'll say is that uh, they want to do a Spanish round, but the league has the NCIP in play. If you don't know what that is, then look it up. Can you just explain it to our listeners, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's the National Club Identity Policy. Thank you. So that's why Melbourne Knights are no longer Melbourne Croatia and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, no, you know, no national flags are allowed at A-League games. I wonder, will you be able to bring a Spanish flag into an A-League game this round? Let's do that. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go see if I can find a Spanish Let's flag. Let's buy a giant Spanish flag and see if someone actually tries to take it off us. What's the point? 
What drives I this? I don't know. Like, is it just because they all want to go, go? I'm just going to mute you. Is that all it's about? I don't, don't look at me. I wish I could give you a reason why I thought they were actually doing it. Yeah, I'd love to be able to. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> when I first saw the ad, I was like, yeah, it's a funny joke, you know, they're making fun of Star Wars around. But apparently it's serious. Yeah, well, some people have been blaming the A-League. The FFA have made enough dodgy decisions without that one. But um, I just, you know, usually I try and turn these things around and try and figure out what's motivating this. And I can't really see what's motivating this. I mean, just just when you think the league can't get any weirder, uh, I saw a video today that Brisbane Raw posted and it was Jacob Pepper <laughs> yes, and Daniel Bowles walking on a catwalk at a legit modelling show and it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen. Maybe they're not getting paid up there. It would not surprise me. They are probably very desperate for money. So this is Brisbane attempting to bring attention to their A-League team or their club because I, the I FFA. Have no idea. I mean, maybe it's a poor attempt, but at least it's an attempt because no one at um, no one at Fort Sydney is you know doing anything. So speaking of players earning an extra bit of coin, Lockie Wales probably the best ref at Soccer Fives. <laughs> better than Daniel McFarlane. Speaking of, well, he's he, not, he's yeah. not Mariners contracted. Look, I had this. Let's call him a kid, 17-year-old. He was taller than me, though, like a foot and a half taller than me. <laughs> to clip my ankles all night, so I kicked him up the ass. And uh, Wales said, play on, because he thought it was funny. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, Luke's gone to do a scrunch, and we'll continue, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, Aaron, we, we discuss this every week after we finish our pod. Something big happens in the world of A-League. I guess Australia. Um, Timmy left City not long after we finished recording our pod. <laughs> what is like? What does this happen? I don't know. It's, they don't want us to get an exclusive. Oh, it must be. Is that what it is? Something like that. No scoops to the podcast. No. Where do you think he's going? I don't think he's coming to our club, thankfully. I hope he doesn't. No, I've, there's been a few people who seem to think for some reason that it'd be good to bring a massive head into our dressing room. In fact, our dressing rooms aren't designed for his head. No. Um, and best not have him in our team. Our team has uh, got a good culture about it, according to the Lord. Um, so, yeah, nah. But I think he will find himself a team without too many problems. It'll probably be somewhere like the Middle East, he'll need to make up... An oil country. Yeah, probably. He needs to make up for the money that it cost him to pay his way out of his own contract, I think. There was a three-year contract there, one year, two years playing and then one year coaching. Rumours of half a million dollars to get out of it. Yeah. Just got loose change hanging around. So the FFA made a special law for him to join. No one else got to use that law, even though they tried, and now he's gone. Yeah, well, well, he had to do it because, you know... We probably want him to be in form and uh, scoring goals in Russia. So I can understand why he's, you know, wanting to get some game time. But I must say I'm glad that it's not looking like he's coming to try and get game time here because, nah. Nah. Welcome back, Luke, by the way. Thanks. There's no way I was holding on to that. (laughs) Finkler has gone from the Knicks, which I thought was quite surprising. Well, that back heel seems to have that, served that, his face. That back heel has ended his career, apart I reckon. From, apart from that. I think it was just an attitude thing more than anything. I mean, he got dragged straight after that game, uh, straight after that back heel in that game against us. And you could tell as soon as he came off, he just looked like he didn't give a shit. 
well, and then I dare say the coach has probably gone, you're on the bench next week, and he's gone and probably sort of had a cry and then left. Well, from what I read, he left the pitch and left the bench, went and got changed, got in his car and went home. Oh, that's right. He went straight down the tunnel, didn't he? Yeah. So I, I did read that. When he got dragged, so he went straight down the tunnel, into the shower, and then left before the game had even completed. A couple of um, our ex-players left the stadium when they found out they weren't going to start. That was uh, They're now at uh, City, both of them. I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Should we name them? No. Not worry about it. No. One of them scored a free kick uh, a for good, his club on the weekend. It was a cracking <laughs> free kick too. I didn't even know he could take good in free his, kicks. Is he playing for Al Wassel? Uh, is that what called? Yeah, it is Al Wassel. Some yeah. of that, yeah. Impressive, I thought. And the yeah. other one was uh, described as a nugget during our game. Well, he's, that nugget's been in decent form recently. Yeah, he has. I'm glad he didn't hurt us on the weekend. But right. Anyway. Reviews. Uh, victory Adelaide. 1-2 to victory. <laughs> Even though, um, you know, Adelaide finished with nine. I, I know I hate it when news reports saying, oh, uh, victory couldn't beat nine players from Adelaide. It doesn't count if it's the last four minutes, surely. I don't think so. It was a nine-man bus that they were parking there. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. When, you, when you've got nine men and you're up, what That's else what are you, you going to do? do? That's what you do do. You're going to play 4-4 four, four, none. That's what you're going to do. But... I, I must. It's, it is very enjoyable seeing the world of hurt that Melbourne Victory are in <laughs> at the moment. It's hilarious. The musket out tweets. The musket. The mus- excellent. The musket out is really gaining momentum. If you're on Melbourne. Twitter, look up hashtag musket out. Yeah, excellent. It's enjoyable. And there even seems to be a theory that this is what's wrong with the A League this year. I tell you what's wrong with the A League. The next game, Brisbane next nil all. Oh, that was dire. Definitely. Very dire. Sorry, what's wrong with the A-League in regards to Victory Adelaide? Well, apparently when uh, people seem to think that when Victory aren't at the top of the charts, then that impacts on the overall success of the A-League. Well, I'm sorry. We're having... Why are you sorry for? I'm sorry that they're (laughs) at the bottom and, you know, or at least they're below us and may remain there. I'm sorry. They finished second last in the first season. That was a pretty decent season for us. So I'm happy to see them all the way down there again. Yeah. Yeah. I get get where those people are coming from. I mean, if you had, say, if your bottom three was the Wanderers, Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory, the average attendance across the league would drop dramatically. And I mean, that's that's not the be all and end all but they are the three big clubs that draw the biggest crowds and it would have an effect, I think. I, I accept that. But I don't give a shit. Isn't that a measure <laughs> of the poorness, again, of the regime running the show? Because yes. at the end of the day, we are going to. there are no more Sydneys and Melbournes in Australia. I haven't noticed these cities that can replace them. So we're not going to be having any more teams from you know, Sydney or Melbourne and letting them have it their own way like those two were able to do at least early on. So we need regional teams and smaller teams to be successful. And if we're not coming up with a model in the game that makes them successful, then that's because we're crappily running the game. Where would you suggest... Where would I suggest? Yeah, the next regional expansion. I think places like Canberra... Well, that's an obvious one. 
if we're not looking at Canberra, Wollongong, similar places to them, then that's what so our problem cities. is. So cities. It's no good to say... A regional city. Yeah. It's no good to say that they're not... To, that we have to expand into big cities because that's where, you know, the, the fish are or whatever that stupid statement was. The fish... They're fishing in the, where the fish are or some stupid thing. Forget, Could you forget see... Forget where the fish are. It's much more enjoyable catching the fish where they aren't, mate. Could you see um, a team that shared... It's home at two different venues. No, like mm. the Bears used to do. No, no. That's, that's bad enough. That sounds like something that FFA would do, though. Of course, it they does. Would. Which of is, course, they which would. is that just shows though how little they understand about fan culture. You have to be able to own <coughs> your team. You can't. You can't. You know, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just team. asking. Do you think that would happen? I, it I would definitely not. happen. Yeah, I hope but it's not. A, it's a it's horrific idea. I mean, it's. It'd be like Bad enough at the moment. between North Sydney Oval and Gosford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just ask our fans if they like that idea. Or eh? Canberra yeah, and uh, exactly. Gosford. But, I mean, it's bad enough that we don't own our own stadium. It's It still doesn't – like, it's it's home, but it's not home. You know, it's it's home for six months of the year, and then for the other six months it's just up for whoever wants it. The Bears seats. Yeah, it's – it I like how we're like in the middle still. of reviews right now. Yeah, we we're good at getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that other horrible game. Let's not mention it. Uh, West Sydney, Sydney, five <coughs> nil to Sydney. I, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's all I've got to say. About it. Um, look, Gombau. He, came out before the game and said he's picked a team full of people players that trained hard during the week mm. and seemed to play them regardless of whether that was their position or not. I can train hard during the week. I was going to say. doesn't mean that you'd fucking pick Is them. that why the media manager down there was on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> they were. They You've were. done some solid tweets this week, mate. You're on the bench. <laughs> they were horrific. They were so bad. I hope that doesn't come back to bite us this weekend. It's definitely going it to. Let's not be. talk about that. Um no, they were. It was definitely a combination of Sydney just being freakishly good, and Wanderers just being horrible. And that complete mix-up of the starting lineup just screwed them really. And I mean, every, all the all the Wanderers fans are all going off at Gombau. They're going off at the club. And but I mean, I think the I think the blame really lies probably still with Tony Popovich. I don't think it's Gombau's fault at all. He's no, obviously. You know, you can't polish a turd. No. I mean, everybody knew the regime that Popovich ran and then he walks out on the club a week before the season starts and you expect... I know it's not instant because we're obviously a fair way into the season, but he's only been in the job two or three weeks and it's not going to instantly work. And, I mean... You know, I think he did that to highlight the shortcomings of his current squad. I think so too. And, I mean, when Hayden Fox was was the interim coach, he would have been... Doing things exactly how Popovich was. Yep, yep. And so they've only had three weeks really under Gombau of his way. And I did, I did see something that apparently the first thing that Gombau said to the squad was that he wanted to play how he wants, and the the aim was to get into the top six. Whereas Popovich, his goals before the season were basically to win the comp. So that's sort of a weird mental thing for the players. It's a bit Moss-esque, isn't it? When when Arnie left us after a few games at a time which was really annoying, we put in Moss 
and he probably Don't just continued me. with the Arnie philosophy and we managed to somehow scrape our way into second um, or third, I think we were, on goal difference that year. Um, and probably Hayden Fox would have kept them together um, for a while. Till Christmas and then yeah. Daniel from there probably. So is this just that Gombau's brought forward the pain that is needed? Oh, he's like I said, he's highlighting the issues there. Hmm. I think it's just it's a complete change up of regime that they're not the they're s- not the handling. The system's probably going to be different. Yeah, um, coaching methods will be completely different. Yeah, and it's it does it does uh, look very similar to how he first started off at Adelaide as well. So I think they lost but seven games or something, didn't they? In a yeah, row? yeah. I mean, losing five one against the Jets hurt enough in round one. Losing five nil against them that would hurt twice as. Bad, I think, for Wanderers fans, which is oh, why they're so worked up. Speaking of Wanderers fans, they complained that the FFA wouldn't let them have their banner. Um, I reckon that was probably the club instead. They said, no, don't do that. Because FFA completely denied any um, you know, restrictions to their banners. Mm, I wouldn't, missed that. What was on their banner? Me. Anyway, lol to them. I don't know. It said, uh, you can't put a king... You can't put a oh, crown. Was that it? Was it? Yeah, you can't put. I thought there was a retort to. Um, yeah, the it Sydney's. was. It was, but that's what it was going to be. It was going to be. You can't put a crown on I'm a king, and call yeah, it a clown. Oh, yeah, some yeah. shit like that. You can't put and a crown on a clown and call him a king. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And it was apparently going to be the biggest tifo ever, which I reckon either the club knocked it back or they just didn't get it done. Mm. Probably the latter, actually. Now you mentioned that. Yeah, I'll, I'll <coughs> go with the latter. Well, their fans have seemed quite disorganised <laughs> in recent days, haven't they? They have, all over mm. the joint. Mm. Right, so Perth somehow managed to uh, clench defeat from the jaws of victory and lost to the Jets 2-1. Speaking of clenching, though, as um, uh, Roy ran in to take possession of a ball in front of um, the goalkeeper and a defender, then uh, he heard his groin. Three months. He clenched a bit too hard. Yeah, he did clench. Um, Overly clenched. Yeah, would uh, would not... Definitely don't wish injury on anyone, um, except for Roy. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, Roy's a nice guy. He's all right. He's, he's a good right. guy. But we, he's all right. But we are allowed but to take a, a small amount of perverted in, joy out of him. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, if he does that same injury a year, that's a massive blow for us. So, I mean, I mean, you could probably also make the argument that we've had Asdrubal out for a few weeks now, so we're in sort of the same position. Um, but... That's going to be a huge blow for the Jets, though. What do we think about the... Well, they've done all right without him. They have. Yeah. Annoyingly. I just don't want to admit it. He had the assist, though, on the weekend for the second goal, did he not? I think Mm. he did. They're not on. So, you know, he is contributing something there. Um, What do we think about the fact that I thought he already had a groin injury and so it looks horribly like they brought him back too early. Of course, rushed back, yeah. yeah, And the more that they, uh, Ernie and others have come out in the press today to say how, oh, no, no, we we knew what we were doing, the more they do that, the more I think, no, you don't, and now you're just trying to cover it over. Thoughts? Mm. They brought him back way too soon. Of course they did. I I was surprised he was on the bench. Sorry, I was just stretching. If I sounded a bit different then, it's because I was stretching. I've got a bad (laughs) knee at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> well, at least you haven't got a bad groin. Like no, Roy. I do too. Oh, I shouldn't. I really should be place. playing. Yeah, my right ankle is a concrete mixer. Hmm. Yeah, that's no good. <clears throat> anyway, on to our game. We lost one nil to City. No. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? It was only frustrating because I thought we could do this, and I still think we could have done this if we had played um, as I think we thought we would be able to. 
credit to City because especially in the first half, then you know they whacked us. They we should be now what three nil. Yeah, mm. luckily Ben Kennedy was like a iron wall. There was the, there was a specific moment which, you know, I've said it last week that Cabs is not a number nine, especially the way that we want him. Well, maybe not the way we want him to play, but the way it has ended up playing. There was a ball that De Silva put in after their three missed chances. De Silva put a ball in probably to the dot, I'm going to say. Cabsy was running across the box and takes it out of the box. He should have back All he had to do was not even a back heel, just, just a, touch. a little yeah. layoff. And Danny would have been in one on one, on, like one on one, basically. I thought this is it. We're going to do it here. We're going to we're going to nick this game, like one up, one nil up. We're going to beat, and we're going to just defend the rest of the game. More than happy. And he runs out near the sideline or something. It's just. And everybody saw that, other than Cabsy. Mm. I think. And, and it was a couple of minutes later, he got the ball and then tried doing a, a back pass. I think it was to uh, Vout, maybe. Just got cleaned up. He's not. You shouldn't be up front. I I think I'm unless it's the last ten fifteen. I'm probably in the minority thinking that I've been reasonably happy with him the last few weeks, with how he's been up there. I mean, he's worked his backside off. He's hustled. He's done some very good things. But on the weekend, probably showed up against a really good defender in Schenkenfeld um, that he just struggled. He struggled. He was just all over him and he just made the wrong decisions at the wrong times, like that one. And I think that probably showed that at the end of the day, he probably doesn't belong up there. What game was it where he came in the last 15, 20? Was that against Adelaide or Victory? I can't remember. It was a home game. Mm. He, he was all right that last 10, 15. No problems. He just added a bit of a spark to the game, but just starting up front, just not doing it for me. Oh, I've been with Luke. I, I think considering I don't rate him as a nine, then I thought he'd done a good job. I was speaking specifically as a nine. Yeah, yeah, and I thought he'd done a really good job. He'd been able to hold the ball really well at most times. He'd put, he'd put some doubts in defenders' mind, but uh, Schenkenfeld did have a chunk of him and he didn't really have anything for He's it. He's probably and the best defender in the league, yeah, I think. And yeah, and it, yeah. made, it, yeah. made, um, it made for him his decision-making was hard. And uh, so, yeah, he did uh, that, that one where he didn't make that ball that everybody thought he should have made. That was a bit so shattering. I wasn't the one who saw it then. No, no, far <laughs> from that. I think as soon as it happened, it. I was screaming at the bloody and the TV. Commentary, the commentary mentioned it even, I think. It looked no, obvious. I don't think so. It looked pretty obvious to me. Mm. And they were uh, pretty poor, the commentary team as well. They are always pretty poor. They should have people like us on I'm there. I'm glad we didn't have Jelic. At least we know the players' names. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, I mean, Ocon did I say playing actually. <laughs> I would be a terrible. Ocon did say after the game that Azrabal is going to be back this week, as a certainty. Excellent, I believe he said. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes after a few weeks off. But I imagine he's going to be pretty on the hungry bench. to prove himself on the bench. Let us hope Probably. so. This is a good week for him to um, come back into the fold, and uh, hopefully we can capitalise on the poor form of our opposition. I mean, the you could see in the first few minutes of the game on the weekend, we were we were just a yard off the pace. With just the entire game, I felt just we were just just a bit slow in moving the ball. With every pass that we hit was just a yard short. We were, you know, we were just a yard off winning the ball back in the midfield. It was just, it was weird. I, I think it's just it's definitely just a little blip after the last few weeks, but it was just frustrating after the last few weeks that we came out with that sort of a performance. But, you know, I don't know if anything to do with, you know, 
being late on a Sunday, being an away game, all that sort of stuff. It was it was just a bit of a frustrating one to take because I don't think City are that great. No, really. and I th- I still think we should have and no, could have nicked point. that. Yeah, should have got should have had an opportunity at a point. There's absolutely no doubt there was a pen ungiven. But uh, Kennedy, mm-hmm. I have to give props to Kennedy. He's showing again that he's our number one. Yeah, I think he probably justified himself in that first half to be signed. I think because he's definitely proven that it's there. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bomb it. I'm gonna have to take back the words I said. Yep. Start of the yeah, mate, he's Same here. fantastic. Same here. His position is one of the tightest in the team at the moment. He's no one is. I, you know what? I love it when a player proves me wrong. Well, if it's all you know positive for the team, then I'm happy with Ben. You know, it was mainly because he was a scummer. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's a fair call. He was a scummer. And what do you reckon about the penalty shout? Absolute stonewall pen. It was weird because when it when it happened initially, I thought nothing of it until they showed the replay. And uh, I think we had Simon Hill on the game, didn't we? Yep. I think yes. it was Hill, yeah. Hill, and Robbie Slater. Yeah, Hill sort of mentioned off the cuff, was that in the box? And then I thought that's actually going to be pretty close. And then they showed the replay and it was clearly in the box, clearly should have been a penalty. So that, to me, if you're the VAR, I don't know who was on the VAR for that game, but... If you're looking at that replay, that would be a clear and obvious error. So I, I can't blame the ref for missing it because I completely missed it. I didn't even pick it up. But, yeah, the VR, VAR should be all over that. If we're going to have it, it's got to pick up stuff like that. Absolutely. And and the, you can't use the excuse that, you know, the ref either did or the VAR either might have or might not have seen the replay. I've been in the VAR box and had a little look. Mate, Ooh. they've got that much screen technology in there. If they missed anything, then they need to open their eyes. Because Maybe they're watching Star Wars <laughs> on six different channels. Well, that might be an excuse. Perhaps that. Maybe they were watching a replay of the stormtroopers going up the different tunnel or whatever they were doing after, you know, they went down one tunnel and back up another tunnel. That was their role for the day. Maybe they were watching that instead. Did you see Duff Moore? Having a laugh. Who? No. <laughs> really? I was trying to ignore all of that. I was trying to okay, watch football. Okay, go on, go on. So, yes, penalty, he was in the box, foot trot on. Yeah. Also... Was, was the, look, if he didn't get his, that foot specifically trot on, would he have kept it in? No, probably not. Hard but to I, say. I think after... I, I would normally make that argument, but after the Malik red card for City the other week, when yeah. the ball was miles out, True. they've already set the precedent... So why wasn't it a pen? Yeah, it makes no sense. Because we're not Sydney. No, it makes no sense. We're not, si- we're not no blue sense. enough. No. Or and Perth. and I, think that that, I think that who gives it up as soon as his foot is trodden on. And I don't blame him because that's my other beef with that whole little process. If, I'm, if I remember rightly, it was, no less than, it was no more than about three, four minutes before that that LaRocca um, trod on Hull's other foot. Yeah, what about the wrestling tackle? From was Sheckenfield. A, well, now you're going Didn't where I want to go. Didn't even get a go. yellow. There were no <laughs> yellows and there are no yellows for the opposition. Whenever we're, you know, we make a foul, then we're getting the yellows. But uh, oh, I think Barrow's yellow was fair. It went in quite high. Oh, I don't, I'm not suggesting that any of our yellows were unfair. I'm just suggesting that we're not getting, that the opposition is not getting yellows in situations where they should. Cynical tackles are not being yep. um, yellow carded. There was one in the game against Perth as well where Barrow was cleaned up late by 
and it was exactly the same as Jake McGing had um, been yellow carded for on the other side of the pitch, and now it happens to Barrow, but there's no yellow card there. It's we the said this last week, mate. It's inconsistent. Absolute bollocks. And and so Larocca not only should have um, he should have got a yellow for the first infringement, as far as I'm concerned, that should have been followed up with the pen that wasn't, and a yellow for the second infringement. That's a red. So now we're playing against ten men, and they were parking their little bus for all of that time. So um, you never know what can happen. Suffice to say that the VAR, if the VAR is going to have to be here, it's got to find that. So you can't make the symbol of a video, or what if you made the symbol of the Maccas? Do you reckon you could get away with that? Yep, you get an extra hundred bucks. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, follow me here, right? I'm going to make hand gestures just for listeners at home. You can't go like this and draw a box for video, asking the ref to check the video. Oh, yes. You with me? Yes, yes, I am now. Could you do the big M, Macca symbol? It depends. If we do it, we'll be carded for it. But if Perth or City Why? do it... Why? He's asking for Maccas. Because our team seems to attract yellow cards for, and other teams don't get them for the same infringement. So if we do an M, definitely we're getting a yellow card. If, we do, if they do an M... That'll be fine. Yeah. That'll be sweet. Get player of the match. Probably. Not to mention... Oh, speaking of which, did you see also what get a happy did meal. <laughs> Did you see what Nichols did with the $500? <sighs> he threw it on the ground or something. Yeah, he said, he? I don't know this. What a disrespectful turkey. Yeah. People talk about... Like, he's been a decent sure player. Sure, that coke addiction cost a bit of money. Wow. Well. <laughs> <Prop him up. laughs> he needs that 500 bucks for his next ounce. <laughs> <laughs> What a twat. Could have donated to charity or anything. I just think it's disrespectful. To, like, he's in the entertainment industry, for God's sake. Get yourself together, mate. Did he, mean that, did he mean that he didn't deserve it? Like, or did he mean that he didn't need the money? I don't know what. It's, you know. Just an idiot. It doesn't compute. He's a goose. Absolute goose. Yeah. So when he comes to play for our club, I'm going to have to take that all back when we interview him <laughs> on the pod here. <laughs> we'll slam him. But um, hopefully he doesn't come because the way he acts, he's just unprofessional. Like, think yourself lucky, mate. You're privileged to be able to play the sport. Yeah? Yeah. You tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> on to... Uh, we're going to quickly chat with Dan, the membership man, and then we're going to go into the Golic interview, which is... You know what? I'm going to say it's probably... The best interview, or the, mo- the interview I've enjoyed the most, I'm going to say. Good guy. Okay, we're joined by Dan, the membership man. How are you, Dan? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. Um, nice to see you guys again, for uh, even at the games and back in the office here. Well, it's lovely to have you on, mate. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. Um, now, last week we were uh, discussing... The validity of having uh, moved to 7 o'clock game to 5 o'clock and how much of an impact that had on our crowd figures. Um, The other thing to take into account when looking at those numbers was the fact that we also had the family day on the same day. And um, I said that I would speak to you and here we are about what kind of numbers and improvement we had from that that change and that event. Yeah, absolutely. Like... um when we saw it, it was at 7 o'clock and we've already had experienced that time with some games and members not, not turning up as well as the main um, of our crowd is um, our families as well. We don't just target the individual members that come but um, our bread and butter and our, our whole 
emphasis is a family club, so we want everyone to be there. So when it was at 7 o'clock, we knew we weren't going to get that much of a crowd. Um, we needed to make, make budget for the game as well. So um, we estimated if we had a kickoff at 7 o'clock, we would have about 5,000 crowd there. So bringing it forward to make it more family fun and um, trying to get more people there on a sensible time, knowing that they've got school, they've got work the next day. People are traveling up from Sydney out of west and down from um, the north coast as well to come to the games. We want to make sure it was flexible and better for them to come to the game too. Um, so moving it to 5 o'clock, we actually got a, over an 8,000 crowd. So that was an extra 3,000 people we didn't expect to come um, at a 7 o'clock kickoff. So that was phenomenal for us. We had over 3,200 ticket sales on the day as well. So um, that was fantastic to get those people so that, in. Does that include free tickets or is that actual purchases? That's actual purchases. So um, to get those people in and people paying at the gate and what a fantastic offer as well by one adult get an adult and two kids free as well we wanted to make sure it was a family fun day as well we put a mums and bubs um, a trial out as well so the mums with the young kids under the age of four they could go to the lounge the kids could get looked after by um, by volunteers and also child educationers um, to look after the kids and mum enjoy a glass of champagne and unwind in the game as well as us having our first Mariners Kids Club as well which um, where we had 55 kids in total that turned up after a couple pulled out on the day but um, it was a fantastic success so um, we're looking to um, hopefully replicate that later on and just go through a couple of teams problems and then um, go from there again to make it more fun and exciting have you had much feedback from the fan base Dan yeah we um, a lot of, we did have a couple of complaints um, just by moving the game forward um, from seven o'clock to five but um, people already planned some of the days and going to concerts and stuff but to for us we wanted to make it fun and family orientated as well and to, to change it to five o'clock it's more attractive for us as well we're Everyone on the coast, they're, they're finishing up the beach, they're coming down, enjoying it, and they want to come to the game. So that time was more attractable for the fans. And at the moment, we're starting to see the fans wanting five five thirty five games instead of the, the late nights, 7.50, 7 o'clock on a Sunday. Um, it could be fine for a Saturday night, a 7 o'clock kickoff in the middle of summer, and it's in the middle of the weekend as well. That's more attractive, but... Five five thirty five on a Sunday. I think that's more better than what we've had before. Do you think a six o'clock kickoff would be pushing it too far back? Um, it's it's all because down to the parents, the age of the kids, um, the, the the families that come as well. And obviously, it's, that's not our, it's, it's a, our target as well. But it's not not what we're trying to isolate out here. It's just saying fam- families can't make it. Or sorry, the individuals. But that's not what we're trying to make here as well. It's it's getting people to come at a reasonable good time knowing that they've got work the next day. So 6 o'clock, it could be feasible. just depends on the weather as well. Um, if it's at this rate, 32 degrees this weekend. and I'm just l- thinking about the people in the sun. Um, it could it could affect people in the sun as well. Um, that's always it does. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> especially you guys in Bay Sixteen in the north, and also the eastern side eastern of the stand as well. As they well. cop it even nor- the top and the bottom as well. So um, that's in like in our plan. We want to put a roof on extend that up and they're all the different things that we want to bring into the into the club and into the stadium down there if we had the rights as well um, if we push forward with the council um, and it's hard it's, it's so hard with the sun and 
I find it frustrating as well because it's the fans that are, are getting affected by this. And uh, yes, okay, it's navy and yellow. They are one of the cheapest tickets and why aren't we looking after them as well but it's very hard to with that sun and it's quite hot as well and especially having football in the summer is ridiculous but never mind yep. can't change that yeah no, no. <laughs> this of course though is probably driven mostly by fox and and i've had a little bit of good feedback from families who think that six o'clock could still be would be an early enough time for them to have their kids out and they've still got their kids at home in bed by 8.30 so can be gotten away with so I reckon it's something it's not something that the clubs can do other than to add a bit of pressure to the FFA and to Fox to consider that as a compromise Well um, since we have actually done this now this could be another follow on from other clubs now to actually go hang on a minute 7 o'clock is it feasible for us on a Sunday night or actually hang on Mariners have done it now can we change it as well that could be an option for those clubs to do but yeah six o'clock it could be perfect that time the sun's going down um you've got the cool second part of the second half you're in the shade then as well it's the sun's dropped over that little peak over the back of the west um the as, we disc- as we discussed last week yeah around about um uh, was it quarter seven seven ish that the sun had disappeared and it was perfect weather for playing football. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's cooler, it's nicer, it's better for the players too, um, being out that heat as well. So, But, um, yeah, especially the fans, the last thing we want is them to be um, fainting in the crowd or um, any problems with them all or anything like that. So we need to make, make sure our welfare of the fans is important as much as the members as well coming to the games. So do we know how many free tickets were given away on the day? Or um, do we only know the tickets Yeah, no, 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 we um, get... Um, so uh, uh, to the members we had over 280 tickets um, that they wanted to bring their friends and family to yep. um, to the game and they were to bring a friend for free one so uh, they actually um, they were the, that was the amount of comps that went out that day so even to see that many um, go out that's a, a, a normal normal match day for us with the bring a friend for free tickets so um, it wasn't that I, I thought we would have more of a spike on that just trying to get more people in but um, everyone in used it to their advantage and uh, apologies for people trying to get into the Leeds Club sign and there was a couple of problems there just trying to sign people in and they had to go the right way to get the tickets but we also wanted that pre-match function to be quite huge as well to, to get people there to enjoy the whole atmosphere to see what we had put on with the six strings beer and the tasting sessions in there as well the release of the six pack and all the, the new stuff that we're trying to do we just want it to be entertaining and fun for everyone Excellent Well hopefully it's um yeah, it's something the club can look at and move forward and get more games to adjust to get you know, a bigger crowd. And I hope FFA can do that for us as well. Like, um, well, they're we not the ones that ours. schedule the games anymore, are yeah, they? Yeah, come on, Fox. Yeah, it's Fox at the moment, so um, it's just playing around with times with Fox. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice around. and everything that you guys are helping us out with your entertainment package, but come on, this is still a sport. We want to compromise between the fans getting fried, the players getting overheated. There should be a the discount on the, the Fox match, Sports so. package for all, all fans yeah. in the A-Leagues for sure, I swear that. <laughs> yeah, well, we might talk. Well, this is the first thing we recorded today, so we might discuss this a bit later, but um, or earlier if you're listening to the pod. Anyway, thank you for joining us, Dan. Yeah. We appreciate it, mate. My pleasure. And um, Jesse sucks at table tennis. Just want to he put does. that I'm out there. He does. I'm just watching him. Yeah, now. he's terrible. Fantastic. Just want to <laughs> put that out there while I go beat him now. So it'd be good. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Have a great night. Thanks. Thanks. Mate.
All right, we're joined by Lord Anthony Golick. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you, boys? Good, good. Very Wonderful. well. Right, pressing question right off to start with. Do you scrunch yeah. or do you fold? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I fold. Oh, yes. That's like any normal person. <laughs> <laughs> My right. grandfather always told me if you fold, you save more. So, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, a money thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've done well. You won't have offended Paolo. He likes a good folder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, next one. Do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? Uh, I keep mine in the fridge. Oh, two out of two. Well done. Excellent. That's it, huh? What a good roll. Yeah. But why why do you want cold sauce with hot chips? Shut up, Luke. Because you you don't want it to be rotten sauce, Luke. I don't understand That's the answer to that question. Would you like some mould with that sauce, Luke? I don't get it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So he gets it. (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts on the game uh, on Sunday? Uh, Game against Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, look, um, it was a bit, well, it was a lot disappointing for us. We, you know, we didn't play the way we, um, you know, we thought we would uh, play. Um, you know, I guess we'll, in a sense, um, lucky to go in half time at Nil All. Um, ben Kennedy made some great saves. Um, I think second half we were a lot better. Again, we still didn't play the, the way we knew we could, but we, we, I think we, I think we've done enough to, to come away from that game with. With a point, but unfortunately we, um, you know, we fell a bit short, and and they scored that goal. And you know, as, as a defender, it's a bit upsetting and disappointing that you you can see goals like that. Um, but fortunately for us, we've got uh, this week against Wanderers to make up for that, and that I know we will. Just from sort of watching the game, it sort of was a bit like we were just maybe sort of half a yard off the pace for the whole game. Is that sort of what it was like at the end? Yeah, I guess so. Look, I mean, like I said, first half we just, you know, uh, there was just a few few turnovers, and they weren't they weren't uh, a common thing for us this season where we've been well with the ball. But unfortunately, this game we just didn't go our way. Things didn't go our way. You know, Melbourne are a great team. They've got great players. Um, we knew it was going to be a tough game, um, but like I said, unfortunately, things just didn't go for us. Um, Again, second half we came out, it was a lot better, um, but unfortunately it wasn't enough to to to, to get the points. Um, yeah, so look, you know, it was a disappointing game, but we still got another uh, 17 games now to to make up for it, really. So you're forming a pretty solid partnership in the centre of defence with Alan Barrow at the moment, um, and uh, this seems to be a really good part of our improving defence. Um, do you think that's been one of the keys to us in improving our uh, defending stocks? Well, definitely. I look to be honest. I mean, uh, you know, without say, I'm saying uh, sounding biased, a defender, you know, you want to always have a strong defence. Um, you know, it makes it easier for the attackers, in a sense, to score. You know, if we can keep uh, a clean sheet every game, that means they only need to score one goal. Um, so, in a sense, you know, you know, we're working hard. We're at the start of the season. Unfortunately, we lost that game at the start where we conceded five silly goals. Um, but, you know, every week it's getting better. Um, not just the back four, but defensively as a team. Um, but again, you know, every week we're improving. We always look to improve from our last game, whether it was a win, draw, or loss. Um, you know, it's never going to be a perfect game for us, which is good in a sense, like I said, because then we can always improve. So, you know, we are playing good football. We are defending well. Um, 
we are attacking well as a team. Um, so we just got to keep improving and, and, and wanting to get better. And I think if we do that, then, you know, with, with the results, we should be up there. So one thing we've noticed um, from watching from the stands is that we seem to get caught on a quick transition down either our left channel or our right channel um, in behind our left and right backs. Is that something you need to, not you personally maybe, work on communicating with, say, Rolls or Rose on the left-hand side? Because we know we've seen you cover that role quite a bit. Yeah, oh, look, I mean... I guess it's kind of the way we play. Um, you know, when when the ball's on one side, our, our, the side the ball's on, our fullback, uh, you know, bombs forward, and we always try to have at least three or four at the back covering. But you know, there's going to be times in a game where teams are always going to be able to come in from behind. You know, it's never a game where it's you know that's never happened. So um, yeah, look, I, I don't think it's an area concern for us. Uh, I think personally. Um, at the end of the day, we've got quality players in those positions that can deal with that. Like, I, there will be times when they get in behind, but we just got to deal with that. Um, but I guess communicating always helps, you know, it makes it easier for, for each other if we talk and we can organise ourselves uh, sooner rather than later. That way we can try avoid those situations or if those situations arise, we can, we can deal with them. So lots of people have noticed uh, how good some of your distribution out of the back has been so far this year is playing that style something that you enjoy um, or have you really sort of had to try and get your head around it ever since you moved here? Oh, look, to be honest, I think it's more of the, the style. Um, you know, he, he wants us, uh, Ocon wants us to play out. Um, you know, he wants possession-based football. Um, so for me, you know, I, I enjoy that. I've always enjoyed that. I've always found myself to be that type of defender that likes to do that. Um, so I think just with this system, not just myself, but a lot of the players he's brought in, or all of them he's brought in, fit this system. That's the reason he brought us all in. So I'd have to say it's down to the style of the, the, the game the coach wants us to play. Um, you know, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, but again, like I said, you know, every week I'm always looking to improve. Um, you know, I'm always very critical of myself. Um, so I always want to improve. I always want to do something better. Um, but yeah, no, it comes down to the style and the the, the players um, as well. You know, when you have good quality players around you, getting in those positions, um, you know, makes it easy for myself to play those those passes and, and for them to successfully come off. So a lot of the credit goes to the boys as well for for working hard and getting in those good positions for me. So there was uh, there was a moment on the weekend uh, where you you tried to play out sort of a couple of times in the space of a minute or so and uh, I think neither time it came off and it, I think one of them led to a Melbourne City corner and I think you look sort of a little bit frustrated with yourself. Does that sort of thing get in your head or is it just, or you just have to keep on reminding yourself that that's what the boss wants? Oh, look, uh, to be honest, yeah, look, it is frustrating, you know. Um, something like that, uh, it shouldn't happen, but, but it did. Um, but I don't let it, uh, you know, uh, ponder in my mind too much because you need to move on and think about the next thing you're going to do. Um, you know, that's what, uh, in a sense, he wants us to play out, look for those uh, pocket players. Unfortunately, you know, maybe took a little bit long with that. Um, and, and I think it was Stefan Mork. He, he read and he just got a toe to it. Um, you know, if he hadn't, it would have been a good pass. We would have but unfortunately, it did happen. And, and they got a corner from them. And I think Ben Kennedy made a really good save. Uh, otherwise, they could have scored from uh, that, that mistake I made. So, you know, look, there are times when 
unfortunately, you know, we just make mistakes. Um, we try not to, um, but, you know, there are times when, you know, you think you need to kick it long, but we try just to play it on the ground because that's the easy option for us to kick it long. Um, but, yeah, look, it is frustrating, but, again, you just got to put that behind you and, and continue with the, the job for the rest of the game. So what were your thoughts on uh, the goal that City scored? I don't want to take anything away from them because uh, they put that together well, but looking back at it, is there anything that you think that we could have done differently in that situation? Oh, yeah, look, you know, again, like I said, you know, I'm always very critical, especially on myself. Um, you know, I feel like with that goal, we could have done a lot better. We, you know, we rode the storm basically first half, and we firm, um, especially Ben Kennedy helping us out. And I think second half, from memory, apart from that goal, they didn't have much. You know, we controlled it well. We dealt with what we had to deal with. But unfortunately, you know, a long kick uh, in behind, we we could have dealt with it um, probably better. Um, but the ball found one of their players. Um, and again, you know, they just, they had a good striker and he was in a good position. I could have done a bit better. Um, but unfortunately, again, you know, that's that's the way it goes sometimes. You just, that lack of concentration for that one or two seconds and, and, you know, in a league like the A-League, you get punished. Um, so, look, you know, I think we just need to concentrate a little bit better. Um, but I think if we get that that fixed, you know, like I said, against the Wanderers, they're going to be flying, you know, after what happened. So it's going to be a tough game. But if we can just do go back to our to what we know, we can, we can you know, win this game if we just work hard. Well, I'm not going to blame you for that goal because it's actually Vout that let him run onto you and didn't tell you, so, you know... <laughs> He <laughs> needs to speak not, up a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That's up to you boys to say. But <laughs> I, again, you know what? It, 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 look, everyone, you know, we all can do better regardless of if it was this game or every game we can always do better. So in a sense, you know, in a way, disappointing as it is, we learn from the mistakes and it actually makes us better. So, you know, we'll we'll look over the footage. We'll, we'll assess what we need to. We'll talk and try fix, and and next game we'll we'll make sure that it doesn't happen, and and that's what we've been doing. You know, we haven't been making the same mistakes over and over again, so which has been a positive for us. Uh, since leaving the Glory in 2016, you've played for teams in Moldova, Iran, and Korea. Um, mm-hmm. You weren't getting much game time over there, from what I've seen. What motivated you to keep you going, and uh, what was that a key factor in you returning to the A League and Central Coast? Yeah, so uh, after Perth, well, I think it was January, I left Perth to go, got signed in uh, Sheriff Tiraspol in Moldova, and that was, for me, fantastic. You know, I was lucky enough to to play every game there the whole the half the season I was there, and we were lucky enough to have Champions League qualifiers. Um, so that was really good. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, I was forced to move somewhere I didn't want to, um, and I had to go to Iran. And again, that was a that was a nightmare for me. That place, I, I didn't didn't get paid four months. Um, you know, I didn't have a visa. Uh, I didn't have a place. There was days when you know I didn't have to, I had to ask players. It was mentally, it was very very tough for me. Um, so then I ended up terminating. I went to came back home to Australia for a few months, and I was lucky enough to get a deal in Korea. Um, but unfortunately, in Korea, you know, wasn't meant to be. Four of us foreigners got sent home after three months. Um, so, you know, I think what drove me to come back home was, 
I needed to enjoy the game again. The last year and a half was just a nightmare for me um, mentally. Um, I still love the game. I always will. But I just felt like I needed to to come home to, to decide what I wanted to do. And and I had a few clubs. But, you know, for me, Paul Ocon was the, the, the decision that made me come to the Mariners. Um, and honestly, I haven't looked back since. I'm very grateful for the opportunity that he's given me. Um, you know, and you always want to repay the coach in, in good performances. So that's what I'll have to do now for, for him and the boys. And I'm just happy to be back, enjoying my football, doing what I can for the players and for the club. And, you know, we all want to make sure that this club can achieve something great because he deserves it. Um, and, you know, it, it is true. It's the smallest club, but with the biggest heart. So you always want to make sure you can do that a little bit extra. Um, and that's what we try to do. So for me, look, I'm happy to be back. Um, you know, I'm enjoying my football. Um, you know, and I, I can't wait for the next, you know, four or five months with this club to see where we're getting up. It seems to be a pretty common thing uh, with a lot of Australian players that seem to go over to the Middle East or go to some Asian countries, and you always hear these stories about how they don't get any money or they get left out of squads mm. for a long time or they don't get any injuries looked after and all that sort of thing. When you were in Iran, what, like... When you're not getting when you're not getting any money and you're not sure where you're going to be from day to day, how does that all work? Do you have to go through your agent? Do you have to go through the football federation in that country? What's sort of the process like? Oh, look, it's so stressful. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was stressful. There were days when honestly I wouldn't sleep. I would be panicking. It was just it was bad. Um, you know, you, I had a lawyer from Croatia um, that worked for FIFA. So I had him um, looking after me. The agent that uh, that took me to um, Iran from from Moldova, he just he got his money and he disappeared. Um, he didn't bother checking up on me. So basically, it was just myself and my agent from Australia, and there wasn't much he could do. He was here in Australia. Um, you just got to write it out. Um, you know, I know FIFA ruling is if you don't get paid as a player, you know, three months. Um, or more, you are entitled to effective immediately terminate your contract. So that was what I was waiting for. Um, I was brought to that club by the coach. Um, but again, you know, the powers be, you're in a foreign country, you're a foreigner. Um, you know, if you don't perform the, the, the way they want you to, um, you know, it doesn't matter if the coach backs you or not. At the end of the day, it's the big boss that makes the decisions. And, you know, they just weren't happy, but instead of doing it the, the right way, the respectful way, they made it hard for me. And, you know, as a footballer, you go through these stages. Um, but the best thing out of that for me was um, it made me appreciate, you know, football a lot more and it made me appreciate what we have here as, an, uh, you know, as a footballer in Australia. So I think that's what's been helping me this season, you know, be a little bit successful and what will drive me to be, you know, even more successful and... Um, but yeah, it was difficult, but you learn from those things. It, it makes you stronger mentally. So, you know, in a, in a, in a way, a positive out of all that is that it, it made me a better person. Um, you know, it made me learn from all that. So Iran's not on your list of, uh, places to go back to anytime soon then? <laughs> no, look, I had a bad experience. I won't lie. Um, not everyone's bad. There, there were, there were nice people that looked after me there, uh, that went out of their way. Um, surprisingly, Tehran, living in the capital, um, there are some beautiful places you can go visit. Um, it definitely, you know, what we hear um, from outside media uh, around the world about Iran is not what, what it is when you're in there. It's, it's, it's a beautiful place. You know, people are 
uh, a friendly. Um, so it is a place, I mean, I'm never going to say don't go anywhere. You always want to experience culture and new languages. So I did enjoy my time outside of football, but... You know, when you're there for, for football, it makes it a bit harder. Um, but I will never go there again for football. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go visit there. I'd, I'd, I'd love that scenery. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Would be. Yeah, it's beautiful. The Persian Gulf's amazing there. It's really nice. So you touched on Paolo and uh, his role in getting you to our A-League club, Central Coast, your fifth A-League club. Um, how is it better here than Sydney, Adelaide, Western Sydney and Perth? Of course, it must be better. <laughs> well, look, funny you asked that. Uh, some uh, a fan asked me that a few weeks ago um, from a previous club, and you know it's pretty easy for me. It comes down to you know the players. Um, and that's not to say, and that's no, that's not uh, showing no respect to the previous players I've played with. But just here, it's it's a great bunch of boys. There's um, you know we're all close with each other. You know there's. We're all close in, in an age sense-wise. There isn't players that are, you know, 17, 18, and then 35, 36. So we're all just close to each other. Um, you know, we've got good coaching staff, good uh, staff also that work with the club, and also the volunteers. It really is a family-orientated club. Um, so, you know, I'm just enjoying my time there because of that, you know, simple uh, reason, really. It's just that, you know, you, I felt so welcome when I came um, training with the boys at the end of last season. Um, and you know I enjoyed it since then I just felt like I was at home um, that's you know, the best way I could say it I just felt like I was at home you know I had a similar feeling when I was at the Wonder it was a fantastic club with uh, amazing fans but here for me I just I just feel like I'm at home there's no other way I can explain it so you know when you feel like that you know you don't feel pressure you just for me you know I feel like that I just feel like I can play you know my football the way I know I can play and I can give you know my maximum knowing that people will appreciate it. So, you know, I'm enjoying it here. It's a fantastic club. So what's there not to, to like about here, really? Uh, you mentioned the closeness of the uh, the squad and how much of a family it is. Uh, do you take on a, a sort of development role for the younger kids? Uh, look, I'll, I'll try not to be. I'm not one to, uh, you know... Not tell kid the younger boys what to do, um, but but I think the best way for them to learn is, you know, you learn from your own mistakes. Really, um, you know, we got senior boys in the team like you know Alan Burrow, the two Dutch boys, Ben Kenny have you know heaps of experience. Um, whether or not players look up to me, that's you know I'm not sure. But you always try, you know, be a good role model for whoever you can. You know, you I was a young player once, I understand how it works. Um, you, know, you look up to senior players, so in a sense, you know, you always try to, to 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 show, you know, if you can help the players, the younger ones especially, with a bit of experience, or even just talking to them on the side, you know, just giving them that little talk that might help them. Because unfortunately, only 11 players can play on the weekend, you know, and younger players, you know, might take it to heart too much. So it's always good to just have that chat to them to remind them that, you know, they're still young, they're still learning. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't see myself as wanting to to step up and be that that person. If they look up to me, then so be it. I always just try to make sure that you know I'm a humble person on and off the field. And you know, if they can uh, recognise that, then hopefully they'll become you know a humble person as well. So, can you talk us through the incident uh, at the Perth game the other week? Because when the game was on, I saw you over near the Perth bench, I think, getting a drink of water, and I thought, oh, that's a bit weird, but maybe he knows a few of them. 
uh, but there was something happened in the stands, didn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, Mitch Nichols went to cross a ball and, and I stuck my foot and it deflected off my foot and hit a um, poor little girl in the face. Um, and, it's you know, it's, it's sad to see, you know, I saw the ball going towards her and there wasn't anything I could do. And unfortunately, apart from screaming out, watch out, you just see the ball hit the girl. So it was... You know, it was you know it was upsetting to see that. Um, you know, it's never nice to see that. You know, whether it was our fans or someone else uh, from a different club. So, you know, I have a bit of concern for her. Uh, I know it wasn't the nicest thing for, for her to cop, but you know, um, I thought the best thing for her, or the least thing I could do, was just give her my jersey. And you know, and I offered the the family as well. I spoke to the mother a few days later. Um, you know, if they come to the, another game, that I would sign the jersey for her and, and I would take her, uh, carry her around with us for the team walk after the game. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's never nice to, to see things like that, let alone to cop it. I've copped a lot in my time uh, like that, so I can only imagine how she felt. But I'm glad she's got a smile on her face um, now and she's all right. So that's what matters the most. And that's why you fit in at this club. Oh, thank you. appreciate it. Again, I don't do this stuff you know, for the show, I I thought I did, you know, what I had to do. Uh, it's never enough, you know, you always want to make sure, especially for kids, they're the future of the sport. You want them to have, you know, a smile on their face. So, um, you know, I hope she does and I hope next time she comes, it's a, it's something she can uh, remember the Mariners for, not for the ball in the face, but I'm glad she's happy and she's better. Um, that's what's most important anyway. That's good. Uh, so we we saw a picture that uh, you and a few of the boys got with our good mate um, Eggy uh, and his removal uh, business. Um, is, there, is there something that you want to let everyone know about you and Liam Rose? Or? <laughs> uh, no, look, we just did a, you know, a bit of a joke, but we didn't realise they'd use it. <laughs> the cops use it for <laughs> promoting. So you know, we were taking the photo, and then out of nowhere, I just grabbed Liam Tan, and he just looked at me, and I'm like, just look at the camera and smile. <laughs> right, so you were the initiator, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. so, yeah, look, it's always, it's always good to have a bit of a joke, but, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't realise that they were going to use that, so hopefully it doesn't, you know, upset anyone, but, you know, it's always for a good laugh, just to have a laugh, you know, now and again. Yeah, that's the way you got to be, I think. So we've heard that uh, Andrew Hool is the biggest joker in the squad, though. Um, maybe not yourself. What would you say to that? Uh, Andrew Hool is the biggest what, sorry? Joker. That likes to have yeah, a joke. Yeah, he and... is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's always got something to say, Hooley. Um, he's, got, he's got good banter, that kid. Um, unfortunately, he's got an annoying voice. Um, and <laughs> I still don't, to this day, understand how he doesn't get sick of his own voice. That's how much he talks. But um, it's because he's from Newcastle. Yeah, no, he's always, yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, that's that, I think that's what it is, definitely. But no, no, he, he's a funny kid. It's always good to have those players around in the team. Um, you know, he, we, we, we're pretty professionals, and it's got to be serious a lot of the times. But there are times when you got to wind down, um, and it's good to have some players with personality. Unfortunately, Andrew doesn't have a personality, but he, he has a few good jokes, so Under it, the it's bus always you good go, to hear what he has to say. Um, now, one of one of our club's good traditions is a uh, initiation song. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've heard what your song was. We won't get you to redo it, but how do you think your performance went? Oh, I went okay. I made sure I picked a song where I wasn't 
I wasn't terrible, so that's the main thing. <laughs> and I made sure it was a song that everyone knew, which is important. Do you think you did better than the Dutch too? Uh, what's that song you were playing? <laughs> it's your initiation song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You may have been thrown under the bus by someone there. I'll tell you there. what, I sounded better than that. I'll give, it, I'll give, I'll give you that much. <laughs> Feel free to join in if you want. I mean, we had it all. Uh, you know what? I don't want to disappoint. You know, I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to disappoint Bon Jovi. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, now, speaking of Andrew Hull and really bad voices, uh, we hear that you can do some uh, Star Wars impressions. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you this? A little birdie. But um, <laughs> I, hear, oh, I hear you chew back as you know what? One if, point. If it's Tyson, then I'm going to have a word with him tomorrow. <laughs> no, nah, promise it wasn't Tyson. It's definitely not Tyson. Oh. Then. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. So your Chewbacca is pretty decent, we hear. And your Yoda, too. My Yoda? Yeah. You know what, honestly, I got switched up with that promo. I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> about Star Wars. So really? I only, knew a little bit. I only knew a little bit. I mean, I love watching it, but those questions, trivia questions, I had no idea about it. I guessed 95% of it. <laughs> when they asked me to make, make a Chewbacca noise, I had no idea what I was doing. But to be fair... When I saw the A-League post Chewbacca impressions, I definitely wasn't the worst one, so I'm happy about that. (laughs) We've got to aim high. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) All right, just uh, wanted to find out uh, who takes all of those great action shots that you've got uh, showing on social media. Oh, no, you know, I'm going to get in trouble because I don't know his name. You haven't tagged him and he keeps on hitting us up and he's like, when you speak to him, make sure he bloody does it. I think I don't have Twitter, but someone sent me something regarding um, regarding that someone asked the question on oh, who takes all those photos of of him at training. And I saw his little little cheeky comment back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be thrilled that you've oh, seen it, that. At least I think his name's Ian. I'm not 100. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. 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 Right. He's the yeah, bald fella that comes down comes down to training. Yeah, we call Sometimes. him the sniper because he's always in like behind the trees. <laughs> You know, he's doing little sniper shots, and he's just that guy. Uh, we're just waiting one day for him to come in his camo camo gear, uh, <laughs> laying in the bushes. Well, Next he's time, he's number but, one fan, so he's yeah. going to hear this, and he, I hope he comes nah, in camo. Yeah, legend, awesome guy. You know, all the boys love the photos anyway, and <laughs> it's good that he comes and takes time out to to do that. We really appreciate that. He probably doesn't know it, but but we do. So we're always grateful for his photos, and players love it. So thanks, Next- mate. Next time you see him there, go go. Make sure you go up to him because he'll bloody wet himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him. Don't worry. I'll make sure next time I do, I'll go up and I'll take a photo of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll appreciate your appreciation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for uh, joining us, Anthony. We appreciate that, mate. No, no problem. Thank you for having me, and look forward to to next time. Hopefully, with you know good banter from you because it wasn't that great today. Well, the interview, thanks. <laughs> no, no, the interview was fantastic, but I thought you boys would have more banter. You know, I was told that you boys had good banter. Oh, I'm still oh. waiting for it. Oh, oh, we'll turn it on next time then. Oh, Who right. told you that? Oh, we would have been all over it. <laughs> Who told me? Tyson told me that. Oh, of course. See, he stitches everyone up. Yeah, he, stitches he stitches you up, up and then he stitches yeah, us up. I think that's what it is. You know what? We've got to stitch him up, boys, We honestly. need, we need to go and give it back to him, I think. Uh, could be a team effort I think required we there. I'll interview him and then I'll come in with you boys, record, and I'll ask him some big questions. Don't worry. All right. Oh, that'd be That's epic. a deal, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks again, nah, mate. Thanks, appreciate boys. it. Appreciate it. It was good. Thanks, thanks Anthony. Good luck this weekend, eh? No, I appreciate it. Enjoy the game, boys. Thanks. Yeah, love you too. Bye.
<laughs> Bye. Okay, quick fire previews. Sydney at home against City. Sydney. 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 They're Way too good at the moment. Uh, Saturday night. Jets at home against Adelaide. I'm going to go with Adelaide. It's a tough one, this one. They'll be missing a couple of players, don't forget. They will be. As are the Jets. But like we said before, the Jets have gone all right with a couple of players that they've been missing. Uh, but I just think Adelaide will probably have their backs up after... The game last week, nine men against Melbourne, still managing to get the win. I think Adelaide. But they won't have many players to play with because they'll all be suspended or injured. So yeah. yeah. <coughs> so I can't I'd help going for the draw. Oh, I was going to say a high-scoring draw. Yeah, I'm going for the draw, but uh, anyone out there shouldn't uh, tip anything that I'm tipping because my tipping's so dire. We're not going to talk about that because you're you're well behind. Behind, mate. I'm behind the behinds. I think you're dead last. Dead last, crikey. Possibly. Of, I haven't fr- checked the whole letter yet. In front of me is all of this dust that's settled. And then up ahead of that is dust. Even victory <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> victory? They're yeah. going to finish ahead of me, <laughs> I think. <laughs> right. Uh, we're at home against West Sydney. Yeah. God returns. We win the game. Surely. Surely. I mean, it would be... I think we'll do it. Right. It would be peak Mariners for us to lose against the Wanderers on the weekend uh, with them coming off that thrashing... Uh, despite the City game, I think we're still in pretty good nick. Um, but, I mean, we this is the home game, big opportunity on a Sunday night, prime time. This is our chance to prove that we are no longer... We, we are no longer capable of going peak Mariners. So that's why we need Decent to... Decent crowd, Saturday night, we need on to TV. The win. It's time that we, you know, throw away... It's time to... A good chance. <laughs> Like you said, go peak Mariners. No, I'm going to be trying. I'm going to be ultra positive this week. It worked against Sydney, so I'm hoping it works against West Sydney. I'm going to say we're going to win this one four nil. Crikey, Jesus! You got to aim high, Luke. <laughs> Car Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> Anything less will be a disappointment. Okay then. I'm, I'm just hoping <laughs> for a win. <laughs> I'm tipping us, but I don't know about the score. <laughs> I can't even tip teams. Maybe I should tip against. Well, it depends us. what team. What. De- Completely depends on what team Gombau puts out. Yeah, it depends if he gambles again or not, whether he thinks that... Because I, th- I think he said something in the press conference after the game that there were signs that uh, they were playing to how he won- wanted them to. Um, I thought, when? But well, I don't know what he thinks. To Maybe he wants to see FC job. Was that in between the, the first and the third goal or the third and the fifth? Mm. Uh, yeah. The fourth and the uh, fifth disallowed one. I'd love to know <laughs> when he thought that. Crikey. Right, uh, Perth against Wellington. Let's not talk about this one. Was, was the distance derby not like three weeks ago? Yeah. This, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, bizarreness yeah. of the draws. It's just ridiculous. The draw is the stupidest thing ever. Perth. Board draw. Perth. Brisbane victory. Brisbane. Yeah. I I want more hurt on victory. Yeah, for the lols, Brisbane. Yeah, I want victory to finish as low as they can get. Yeah, just to see Musket squirm. They should be all right because they've got Honestly, Le- Leroy George. He's the best uh, import this season, isn't he? Depends who you ask. Yeah, if you read, ask Leroy I, George, I know. Probably, yes. <laughs> I read that. I read that somewhere <laughs> today, and I was like, "Crikey, was that written by Victory?" Or yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
Our youth boys are back in action on Sunday at 4.30 as well against Sydney FC, coming off a 6-3 win against Canberra United last weekend. So come down for a look. Um, it's usually pretty warm, so slip, slop, slap. Um, come down and say hello to us. Well, I think we'll be there. Mauro usually um, carries some uh, traffic cones around with a lanyard <laughs> around his neck, and uh, Ian Radar will be down there too taking photos. So come down and say hello. Should be good. Good chance to see the next generation of Mariner boys. Plus, anybody and from the, the next season's volunteer of the year as well. Don't don't see yourself short, mate. Go on, sorry. That just blew apart any. You took all the wind out of him. Yep, that just ruined my. Look out for snakes too. You don't want to go around the bush area without a spade. <laughs> what you got something to say? Say it. No, no, I'm just. What were you going to say? I completely lost my train of thought when you started <laughs> up all of that crap about body again. <laughs> uh, it, just, right. it just ruined me. Now it'll be a good game and at 4.30 it shouldn't be too hot and, um, yeah, it'll be fun. Get there. All right, well, thank you for listening. Thank you to Sidelines. We'll be back next week. Uh, we might have a break over Christmas yet to be seen, though. So see how we go. Thank you for listening. Bye.